Good morning, sisters. I have a hot off the press podcast episode for you today. Still in the book of Isaiah. I'm at Isaiah 46 right now. You know, when I started reading this scripture, I thought, oh, that's going to make a really interesting salty. The salties that I usually air on Thursdays are a shorter episode. This is not a short episode, though, and I knew that I needed to really dig into this, and I just finished digging into the whole podcast episode for you. I'm super excited today to talk about the burdens that we carry and how when we're equally yoked to our husbands and to Jesus, how we can pull forward through everything. sisters, is your BS ruining your marriage? Are your before submission tendencies halting the joys of marriage? I see you. I know you. I was you. I'm Carrie Lefevre, a daughter to the King, follower of Jesus, and spirit-filled. I've been married almost 29 years to my rugged mister. We have two tall, tattooed sons, two gorgeous daughter-in-laws, and the cutest grandson. I almost destroyed our marriage six years ago due to my own BS. I cried out, Lord, change him, yet I was the one that needed changing, and the good Lord brought me a mentor. I'm here now to share all that with you, my experiences, the scriptures, and other Titus 2 mentoring tips. I back everything to God's word, and I pray your marriage will be edified with each episode. Now, first, I want to offer a word of encouragement to all the women listening who feel like they just don't know how to read their Bible. I hear that on repeat of women saying, I don't know how to study my Bible. I don't know where to begin. I don't, I need a good Bible guide. I need something. Sister, I want to encourage you over and over and over again to just open the word of God. Just start reading. Like I said, I've been in the book of Isaiah now, and I've been in it for probably a good month. I read until um, the Holy Spirit put something, you know, settle something in me. And this morning, it literally took one verse in order for me to get that spirit check of like, this is something right here, Carrie, pay attention. This is for you. So the beginning, um, the chapter heading for Isaiah 46 is dead idols and the living God. That's in my new King James version. And I knew right away, Ooh, I was going to get something good out of it. So listen to Isaiah 46, one. Bell bows down, Nebo stoops. Their idols were on the beasts and on the cattle. Your carriages were heavily loaded, a burden to the weary beast. Mm, sister, I stop and I pause and I really chewed on that scripture. You know, we talk about scripture being the daily bread, the word of God, how we need it every single day in order to be fed. And sometimes one little scripture verse like that, one little line will put us into a place of, oh, I'm really full on that. I can really chew on that for a while. I can really digest every word of that and get some nutrition, get something rich in it for me. As I started reading that scripture, I first saw Bell bows down and Nebo stoops. So then that makes you pause and think, who are Bell and Nebo? I've never heard of them before. So my Bible has study notes at the bottom, and I go down and look, and Bell and Nebo were gods of Babylon. That's all I need to know. Those are 
uh, not the living God with a chap, capital G. Bell and Nebo were false gods, not the living God, but a false God with a small g, where people put false hope into things around them or things that they create in their mind. Not the living God who shows up and shows out. Scripture reads on, these false gods had idols, and these idols were on the beasts and on the cattle. So, sis, this is where we're going to start this. This is where I started my deep, deep dive, my digging in deep. And I want to share all this with you today. So um, as I'm reading this, I, I wrote down idols were on. So what is an idol in your life that you are putting on you? What is an idol? What is in your life that you are into more than God? And there's different things that we can be. It can be work. It can be socializing with others. It can be an appearance, whether it's our physical appearance or it's our appearance of how we maintain our home or how we maintain the outside of the house, how do, how we want others to see the outside of us rather than the inside of us. All of those can become an idol. And when I talk about work, I'm not talking about working outside of the house also. Sometimes working inside of the house can become an idol for us. Again, where we feel like we need to keep everything just Pinterest perfect or, you know, magazine perfect so that if someone stopped in on a whim, that the house is just going to be perfect for them to see it. That they're not going to see that I live in this house and they have day-to-day mugs in the, the sink or something like that. What are we idolizing? What are we putting so much weight on us about that it takes our eyes off of Jesus? And how about socializing? Oh, is that a biggie? Social media is, I mean, it's just life now, right? We can't go from room to room without carrying our phone. If we're running out to Dollar General to grab something, oh, got to take that phone with me because I might miss something. Socializing is overtaking our lives and we really need to Focus on putting that down and not worried about how others are living their lives or what they're doing more so than what we're, how we're living our life and especially how we're living our life for the Lord. So socializing, sis, if that is a burden that is weighing you down, if you get up in the morning and first thing is you have to grab your phone and scroll on it, the same thing is as, as if a person that smokes cigarettes and has to have a cigarette first thing in the morning. Think about that. How is it a same kind of addiction for you as it is for somebody who smokes? Put it down, sister. Let it to the side. This is a burden that you're putting on yourself. This is a burden that's weighing down the time of your day because all of a sudden you're like, where's the time gone to? It's already 10 o'clock and I, don't, I haven't gotten a thing done. Well, is it because in your hand has been that phone and with your thumb, you've been pushing upward that the forward motion that you're making in your life has been the forward motion of scrolling, watching other people live their lives or falsely live out their life. Because remember, social media is a false pretense too. It can become a false God for us. Okay, so we talked about the idols being on us, that they're weighing us down. And then verse 1b continues, a burden to the weary beast. I took that again, sis, and I just chewed on it for a moment. And I reread those words, a burden to the weary beast. So it's talking about these idols on the beast and that they were a burden, a bother, 
a heaviness to the weary beast. And weary means tired. So, sis, is that you? Are you weary? Are you tired? Are you really getting enough rest in your day, in your night? Or are you too busy doing all the things, all the idle things, all the working, all the socializing, all the worrying about your appearance, that you're not resting enough in the Lord and that you're not resting enough physically? When we talk about being busy, B-U-S-Y. I was taught years ago that busy means being under Satan's yoke. And that works perfectly with this scripture. Because are you burdened and are you weary because you are too busy being under Satan's yoke rather than the yoke of Jesus? And now we're going to go on to verse 2. Isaiah 46, 2. This is the piece of scripture where it's so much nutrition, so much words, so much daily bread in your mouth, that it actually feels like a big gulp to get it down. Listen to this. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. Let's talk about this scripture with marriage now. So as a married woman, we should be equally yoked to our husband. If you're a single lady, take those words to heart. Be looking for someone who knows the Lord just as you do. Because if you enter into marriage and he doesn't know the Lord, I promise you, you are going to be carrying a lot of burden on you. And you're going to be the one trying to pull your marriage forward. And there's going to be a lot of weight being carried because he doesn't know Jesus. So sister, if that's you, really re-examine your relationship. Or if you're just so far in love with him, seek counsel from your pastor or from a mentor in your church and ask her, ask him, your pastor, to help you in helping your, your partner who you want him to know the Lord and love the Lord just as much as you do. And seek counsel to see exactly what you need to do, biblically what you need to do, and helping to bring them to the Lord and helping to be equally yoked in marriage. Ooh, single ladies listening, that was for somebody because that was not in my notes at all. So yes, look for the person that you can be equally yoked with. So now married women, we want to be equally yoked to our husbands. And to be equally yoked, this is where Colossians 3.18, wives submit to your own husband as is fitting in the Lord, comes into play. Because the more that we Colossians 3.18, the more that we submit to our husband, the more that we show him honor, the more that we show him respect, then the more that he is going to love us, which is Colossians 3.19, and not be harsh or bitter to us. Again, Colossians 3.19. So that's how we become equally yoked. We understand what the Word of God says about marriage, about what my role is as a wife, and we focus on our own role. The more that we focus on our own role, and the more that we focus on Jesus and what His Word says, then our husbands catch on to it. And that yoke is so equal that you'll be able to pull through together on whatever burdens come forward in your life. 
Look with me to the scripture that talks about this, and that's 2 Corinthians 6.14. So you're going to hear me flipping in my Bible. Um, if you're new to the Bible, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the first four Bible or first four books of the New Testament. After that is Acts and Romans. After Acts and Romans is 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 6.14. And I'd never apologize for the flipping in the word of God. I think there's nothing more beautiful than the sound of Bible pages being turned. So 2 Corinthians, I went too far. 6.14. 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? So this is talking about um, unbelievers, whether it is friends or whether it is your husband. And of course, in this context, we're going to talk about it being in our marriage. So do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You want to go into marriage being equally yoked. Equally yoked is that you both know Jesus and that you're both followers of Christ. This is a scripture to back up this discussion about being connected with a yoke for your husband, with your husband. Remember, as a couple, the two shall become one. And that's back in the book of Genesis. The two shall become one. And that means a spiritual bond as well as a physical bond. And, you know, the Greek word for that joining that bond spiritually is proskaloa, if I'm pronouncing it correctly correctly that greek word is more than the joining of like a puzzle piece where it's just interlocking and that it can be taken apart proskaloa joining is a like a permanent permanent cementation a permanent cementing of the two of you that it is never meant to break apart because a marriage covenant is a covenant a promise of god over your marriage over your lives together that it is never intended by god to be broken apart so the spiritual bond is a yoke of permanency before we go further, I feel like I want to talk about the word yoke for a moment. Y-O-K-E. Yoke together. A yoke is back in the day um, when a farmer wanted to have two oxes pull together to plow the fields. He would put this wooden, like, it's like a block thing. It's like a long block that would go over the shoulders of the oxen. And there's a curve in it that that curve would fit around their neck. Their neck would fit right into the curve. And then he'd buckle them in. So it's like a whole action. It's a whole apparatus. And then the yokes are, the oxen are put together in this yoke and their bodies would push forward at the same time to create a momentum forward so that they could dig deeper into the dirt where if you're yoked together with them it's a um a, a combination action so there's more strength more horsepower to say within this uh bond together so it's not a y-o-l-k a yoke like an egg yoke um, and, and there's been confusion about that in the past when I've been in women's groups. So that's why I just wanted to bring that up now. This is an apparatus that farmers used on their horses, on their ox, on their mules in order to combine them, to join them together so that they could work together, work and pull forward in a, in a more uh, progressive fashion.
Okay, so you understand that equally yoked, you are pulling the weight or pulling the burdens forward rather than letting them sit on you. See, if we are sitting, the weight can pile up. If we're weary, if we're tired, then we can be too tired to move forward. If we're not yoked to our husbands, we're trying to do it all. And sis, that's BS. That's before submission tendencies. That's you thinking that I can do it all. I can take care of everything. He doesn't know what's going on. Remember back to Colossians 3.18 where it says, Wives, submit to your own husband as is fitting in the Lord. Submitting to your husband means letting him take on the decisions of the family. Letting him help you along the way. And that's because you understand and you know that you're equally yoked with your husband. It's a proskaloa joining of the two of you. On top of all of that, if we are not in connection with Jesus, if we are not letting in his yoke, we are in sin because we are thinking that we can do it all. Look at look back to Matthew eleven twenty nine with me. Remember, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So Matthew will be the first book of the New Testament, and it's Matthew eleven twenty nine. It reads, "Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." Thirty, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those are letters in red. Those are words that Jesus spoke for us. If we break down Matthew eleven twenty nine, it looks at two steps that we need to do. First, Jesus says, take my yoke. That means we need to be connected with Jesus on a daily matter. Every single day, talk to the Lord, which is prayer. That's all that prayer is is us talking to God. And we can do that constantly. We can do that while we're driving in, you know, down the road. We can do that while we're washing dishes. We can do that while we're mowing the yard. We can do that while we're laying in bed at night or we're woke in the middle of the night and we can't fall back to sleep. Talk to Jesus. That's how we keep our yoke tight with him. Be in the word of God. Open your Bible, sis, just like I said this morning. Just open it and read until something sets in your spirit and you feel like that big, deep sigh. And that big, deep sigh is the Holy Spirit giving you comfort. The second part I want to talk about in Matthew eleven twenty nine comes after the red letters of learn from me. This is telling us Jesus is going to teach us something right here. Learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. So gentle and lowly, gentle in your spirit, gentle and gentle and peaceful. Lowly means meek, humble, submissive in heart. And your heart is on the inside of you. That doesn't mean that the outside of you can't be fierce for Jesus, can't be fierce for your marriage, can't be fierce for the love of God. But the inside of you, Jesus wants you gentle and lowly because when our insides are gentle and lowly, that's when we become, that's when we can stay in a state of rest. And it continues on. And you will find rest for your souls because we're gentle and lowly. Now, you know, our souls are our emotions, our personality, our feelings, all of those. And it's in the Bible. Those are things that are important. But when we are so chaotic, when we're so busy in our life that we're worried about the idols of work, socializing appearance, 
it becomes such a chaos on the outside that we're not a witness at all for Jesus. But when our when our souls are at rest, that's when we're living in a calmer state and we can be that witness that shows the love of Christ. When I was explaining how a yoke goes over the shoulders of the oxen, it's meant to pull the weight. So to pull something, it means you must be moving forward. And with the yoke on the shoulders, the body is actually set in a forward motion and the legs are able to dig in. So the entire body of both of you, both you and your husband, when you're equally yoked, is engaged and together you're able to move those burdens, move forward with the weight on you. Because it doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen to us in life. Oh, sister, when you're a Christian, things will still happen. <laughs> but when you're equally yoked to your husband, you both carry the weight and you move those for move forward in those burdens. You move forward for Jesus and you're making action and getting out of the thing that you're stuck in. Let's continue on to verse 2 now, 46, Isaiah 46, 2. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. Sister, if you are in BS, if you are carrying all the weight because you think you need to, that your husband is incapable, or if I don't do it, no one's going to do it, you will fall. You need to be equally yoked with your husband because you cannot be the one that only carries the yoke. You can't be the one that has half of the yoke on you and the other half of the yoke is dragging on the ground. When you are equally yoked with your husband, you're a force to be reckoned with because you are pulling the weight of the burdens forward. Because continue on with this verse two. They stoop, they bow down together. You know, if you stoop, as a married couple, it actually changes the posture of your legs. So when you stoop down and then you have to lift up, think about it. It puts all the weight on your quads. So it's one muscle between the two of you having to do the work. But instead, if you're equally yoked and you just pull forward, you push through any burden that's on you, you will keep the momentum going on. And the other the other part reads, they bow down together. Now, if you bow down to the burden that's on your back, if you bow down to these idols that we talked about of work, socializing, appearance, activities, all of those kind of things, that weight will crush your back and you won't be able to, to get up out of it. No, sister, instead, I'm going to encourage you again, be equally yoked and pull the weight forward because the scripture ends, they could not deliver the burden, but have themselves gone into captivity. Don't let your burdens cause you to be in captive. Don't let your burdens cause you to not be able to get out of things. Don't be taken captive by your little G gods, your idols, your busyness. No, sister, don't be in BS thinking that you're the one that has to do it all. 
Don't let your little G gods, your idols of work, socializing, appearance, activities, all of those things overtake your marriage, overtake your love for your husband, overtake your time with Jesus. Instead, focus on being equally yoked with your husband. The proskaloa joining, the two shall become one, a spiritual bond that has a marriage covenant, a promise by God covering the two of you. Rest in that today, sister. Don't become weary. Pull forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I appreciate your time. Please like, subscribe, and share these episodes and follow along on social media. Help other women learn how to have joy-filled marriages all while standing on God's word. Together, we can advance the kingdom.